Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited about today's episode and to be back with you all. I've had a busy couple weeks. Um, If you're not following me on Instagram, one, you should. I'm just kidding, but kind of not kidding. Um, (laughs) You should be following me on Instagram. I share awesome stuff there and I like to interact with you guys. But one of the things that you might have noticed is um, I went to Disney World with my family And we had an experience there that is really motivating this episode. And I'm calling it In the Depths of Fear because we had an amazing time. We went to all the parks, we rode rides, we ate yummy food, we watched fireworks and shows, and we just had the best time. And on the last day, and I guess before the last day, there was this looming um, whisper about a hurricane. And we knew it was coming, but we weren't sure where it was going to hit. And they kept updating the path. And so we were watching the weather. I heard nothing from my airline. And so we stayed. And then on the final day when we were supposed to go home, it got really serious. And so we, um, I'm going to tell you this quick story. And then then we'll talk about how to move through the depths of fear of whatever you're facing. And I think that this can be a powerful resource for you, um, no matter what you're going through. Um, So anyway, back into the hurricane. (laughs) And um, so we decided you know, to call the airline. So we were in Animal Kingdom, all of my family. So we went with my mom and dad, my sisters, and one of my sisters is married. So her husband came as well. And all of their flights, either they changed them themselves or their airline contacted them to change it. And we kind of thought, okay, we'll see how it goes, which was a mistake. And we're going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but the airline never never contacted us to change our flight. All of a sudden, the Orlando, we're sitting in Animal Kingdom. I'm trying to change my flight. And while I'm on hold, we get like a Twitter notification or something that the Orlando airport was closing tomorrow, the next day, um, at 10.30 a.m. And our flight was at 11.30 a.m., just an hour shy or too late, I guess. Um, so we couldn't get out. And they... So while I was on hold, they ended up canceling our flight. And then they said, okay, we can bump your flight to Friday. And then an hour later, they canceled that flight too, because Orlando was going to get hit by the hurricane. They had updated the path and basically Disney, the city of Orlando and other cities in the neighboring areas were just shutting down and preparing for the hurricane. I'm from the West. And so I had no idea how to handle this. One of my amazing clients from the matrix, Heidi, shout out to you if you're listening, (laughs) um, lives in Florida and was impacted by the hurricane. And she was checking on me, which was very kind and thoughtful. Like, are you okay? Is this your first hurricane? Do you know what you're doing? Um, and we got lucky. I'll share the rest of the story, but we were able to make powerful decisions and we decided to move our flight from Orlando. Cause a lot of people were going North to, to Atlanta, um, or just were fleeing the area. Basically it was really an interesting time cause I'm not familiar with hurricanes, but It was interesting to see how people reacted. And I have a very anxious husband and a very anxious six-year-old daughter. And I don't consider myself very anxious or fearful. And so this was a really interesting time for me because I started getting fearful. I said, you know, we extended our stay at the Disney hotel and we started thinking like, what are we going to do if we get stuck here? And my husband who served his LDS mission in 
Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which was not where it's not near Orlando, but it is obviously in the state. Um, we started looking at flights out of Fort Lauderdale and he felt really good about it, but it would mean we would need to rent a car and basically drive into the storm for a little bit to get to where it was clear. And obviously there's a lot of metaphors here coming up. (laughs) If you know me, you know, I love a good metaphor. And, um, so we decided to drive from Orlando to, Fort Lauderdale at night and because our hotel stay was up, our flight was canceled in the morning. So we had Delta change our flight from, um, Orlando to Fort Lauderdale the next afternoon. And there was a risk, right? So I started researching what's going on in Fort Lauderdale because flights were still leaving, but like, what was the weather like on the way there? And I started realizing we were going to drive through a tornado warning. Um, and that's, (laughs) that was something I was very nervous about. So we had rented the car and got a hotel. We had packed up, we were going. And I was like, Wesley, like, I'm scared. Like there's, there's tornado warnings. So warning is different than a watch, right? Warning means it's in the area basically. And I was really nervous. Um, and he was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. What, what do you think we should do? Do you think it's safe to go? And he's like, well, I think it's our best chances of getting out of the state and getting back home is to go to Fort Lauderdale. And I said, you feel good about that? And he's like, I feel good about that. I was like, okay, I trust you. And um, we got in the car, a little, little car, and drove with the kids. And it was one of the most frightening drives of my life. <laughs> um, and I say that laughing now, but during, I'm like I said, like I front-loaded you a little bit. I'm not an anxious person, but on that drive, I felt sick to my stomach almost the whole the whole drive because there was so much rain so much wind because we had to drive through a little part of the hurricane to get out of the path, right? Because the hurricane was massive. If you, if you watch the news, you saw it was very massive. And so we got one of those out outer rings, I guess, of the hurricane. And there was so much rain and so much wind and lightning. And it was a scary feeling, even a scary feeling in the air. And we got into a certain part near West Palm beach and we started getting warnings on our phones that there's a tornado in the area and me and Wesley are both from the west coast and we don't really understand tornadoes so we were like what do we do and so I'm googling while he's driving what to do if you're near a tornado (laughs) there's like all this information about getting low and what's interesting is where we were it was there was so much water that you couldn't like really drive into a ditch or anything like that so the options we had was like to stop under a bridge which was dangerous because of how much water there was. We were afraid like a car would hit us because you could barely see a few feet in front of you. There was just so much rain coming down and it was so windy. And so we were driving very slow. We're hydroplaning because there's just so much water on the freeway. There's lightning and now there's a tornado in the area and we're trying to run away from a hurricane and it was very intense. And so we get to a point on the road where on the freeway, Wesley just couldn't drive anymore. And so we had to make a powerful decision. And if you're my client, you know, I have you guys make powerful decisions often. And it was interesting because I had so much fear. Nothing felt like a very powerful decision. I just didn't know what to do. I was scared for my babies. I was scared for my life, right? Like it sounds intense. I mean, or not silly, but kind of lighthearted now. But during the time I was genuinely afraid that we were going to be like injured from a tornado. (laughs) Um, I didn't really know much about tornadoes, like I said. So looking back, it's like, we didn't even see the tornado, but our phones told us it was in the area. So anyway, we had so much fear. We decided to pull over and find a hotel. And then we found this random hotel. It had one room left, ended up being a suite. And the guy gave us an awesome deal. 
bless that man. And we stopped for the night. Our kids were exhausted. I was scared out of my mind, but glad to be safe. There was a lot of other people who are fleeing other parts of Florida where we were staying, which was fascinating. You know, they evacuated and came to the southeast side where we were near Fort Lauderdale, I guess north of Fort Lauderdale. And we ended up staying the night. We got woken up that night to more tornado warnings and tornadoes i don't if you saw the news if you hadn't there was like a little airport that the tornado ripped through and destroyed some planes and stuff like that and so we were really nervous you know the whole night i'm looking out the window like what do we do and he's like probably get away from the window (laughs) anyway kind of funny now but i was nervous we ended up waking up and it was a normal day and we got out on our flight in the afternoon totally fine And I look back on that, I'm like, wow, those were like an intense 12 hours, you know, I guess 24 hours. Those were really intense 24 hours, wondering if we were going to be safe, wondering if we're going to get out. And so I learned some things. You knew knew this was coming, the metaphor, the principles, the parable of the storm, right? And I'm calling this episode In the Depths of Fear because it's really important to be clear-minded. So what's interesting is typically I have very clear thoughts during a crisis, um, there's a lot of reasons for that that I'm not going to really go into on this episode. I worked at, I've worked lots of jobs and I get very clear during during a crisis. And what's interesting is when we were driving through the hurricane and all the rain and stuff, I could, didn't have that clarity because I had never faced fear for my children this way. So it's interesting when it's myself, I don't really have that much fear, but when it's about someone else specifically my children, I had a lot of fear and I couldn't see clearly. And so it gave me new compassion for people who have a lot of anxiety and who have a lot of fear. And I learned a lot for myself and I wanted to share some of those things because sometimes in business or in life, we go through periods in our life, whether it's financial ruin or divorce or losing a home or um, loss of a loved one. There's a lot of fear and a lot of sorrow and a lot of grief and a lot of unknown and uncertainty. And so wherever you're going through, I hope this applies to you and that you can find meaning or value from what I'm about to share. And so one of the first questions that I'm like coaching myself during this tornado, (laughs) right, um, is what is actually true? And what's interesting is that my answer was scary, right? What is actually true is that there was a tornado in the area. I'm able to get out of fear sometimes because when I ask myself what is actually true, there's nothing really dangerous, right? And so when you ask yourself that question, you're either going to immediately know this isn't a big deal or it is a big deal. How do you want to respond? How do you want to react? And so for me, when I ask that question, what is actually true? My answer was scary to me. What's actually true is that we are in mortal, like mortal danger. That's what it felt like, right? Like there is something that can physically harm us. Um, And then the next question, is it helpful to entertain worst case scenario thoughts? That's when I started realizing, oh, it's not actually helpful to entertain worst case scenario. I need to be solution focused. I need to be thinking of ideas to get us out of the situation, not obsessed with the problem. And so you might ask yourself that, whatever you're going through, is it helpful to entertain worst case scenario thoughts? Usually it's not because it doesn't actually create solutions, right? When we focus on the problems, we block ourselves to solutions. And so my third question, in the depths of fear, how do you move out of it? What am I creating now? Am I creating despair or am I creating solutions? Am I creating peace within myself or am I creating more chaos? 
one of the things that I had to be really honest about myself is my fear, because I left it unchecked for a little bit, I was just creating more chaos for myself. I wasn't contributing to the decision-making process with Wesley. Um, we got there, but there was a, probably a 15-minute window when I didn't know if we should go to Fort Lauderdale or not, when I was not contributing to peace or decisions. I was just contributing to the chaos. I was just dwelling on my fear. And so that's the most powerful question of those three questions that I asked. What am I creating right? I want to create solutions. I want to create peace. I want to create hope. I want to create ideas and innovations for how we can make this better. And I want to make decisions. I don't want to make unmet decisions. I don't want to create more chaos or unknown. I want to create known. I want to create certainty. I want to create progress. And when you ask that, being really honest with yourself, you will have those things shown to you. For me, that was what happened. And um, for me and in, in my religious beliefs, like I was able to access the spirit of calm and like peace instead of a spirit of fear and a spirit of unknown. And that was, that was only when I was able to calm my mind and focus, right. And allow the spirit of peace to come in and to help us make powerful decisions and to trust that we are going to be okay. And so whatever you're going through, whatever depths you are in, I hope this was helpful. So I'm just going to repeat the three questions. What is actually true here? Is it helpful to entertain worst case scenario thoughts? What am I creating? Because sometimes we invent despair and loss and fear, right? With our thinking. And so asking what is actually true is helpful. But if you are in a situation where there's a circumstance in your life where there is a lot of fear or there is a lot of doubt, is it helpful to entertain worst case scenario thoughts? The answer is almost always no, right? And then you can move on to the third question. What am I creating now? That's where your power is. That's where the solutions can become available. That's where you start to like use your human ingenuity to create something, a solution, an idea, a path forward. And to me, that's where coaching is so valuable, right? What am I creating now? What do I want to create? What's available to me? And then that's where the fun begins and where all your personal power and certainty lies is what are you creating now? And now I want to share this thought that I, I read in the book called A Way, The Way of the Heart. Um, and it's from the book, The Way of Mastery. And this book really transformed my life. And it talks, there's this piece in one of the chapters called The Shadow of Fear. And I really love it. So I'm just going to read it and then kind of tie in what I think with what we've already talked about. And so he says, there is an ancient forest somewhere on your planet, a forest high in a rugged mountain valley, so rugged that no one has ever been there. Unknown to the minds of humanity, life goes on in the forest. Deep within the heart of this forest this morning, a little tiny blade of grass seemed to be tossed by an unseen wind. And as it was tossed for just a fragment of a moment, so subtle and soft was this wind that as the sunlight played against the blade of grass, it cast the smallest of conceivable shadows on a stone that lay just a little bit away from the blade of grass. No one noticed. The shadow had no effect. The rock didn't even notice. No one on the planet noticed. No one in the heavens noticed. I needed... I needed something to build a story around. That tiny shadow cast by a little blade of grass momentarily wiggled in a wind in some remote forest has virtually no effect on the turning of the planets, the creation of new suns, and certainly not one trace of effect on how deeply your father loves you. That little shadow is what you have given power to, and it seems to be able to obstruct the truth within you from being lived. For the moment you gave that little tiny shadow power, in that very moment, fear was born. 
Fear is always a contraction away from love. And fear makes you smaller than the blade of grass that momentarily seems to cast a shadow and therefore obstructs your recognition of the warmth of the sun that bathes you always. And then later he asks, are you going to let the shadow lead or are you going to lead? And I, I mean, this is a really powerful book, but um, what he's talking about is that fear only has power if we give it power. I really believe this. And so the questions that I asked at the beginning of this episode are to guide you back to the truth, which is fear is not real because love is real. And I learned this in the Course in Miracles and the Way of Mastery and a lot of other spiritual teachers. And I really believe it, right? We can give our fear kind of like what I talked about with the hurricane, right? Like I kept feeding my fear and I kept feeling more fear and seeing more reasons to fear. And in a moment, that can all change when you remember that fear doesn't have any power over you except the, the power that you give it by your consciousness, by your choice to think about it and dwell in it. And when we remember the truth that was always true, which is you came from love, you are love, you're here for a reason, and your purpose in being is so much bigger than any fear or lack or judgment, there's a lot of freedom there. There's a lot of peace there. And that is my hope for you is that you can always come back to peace, that you can always come back to love because that's true. Fear is an illusion. And um, that's a difficult thing to really comprehend. But the more you practice this, the more you remember this truth, I think that's where we, we get to play this game called life the way that we want to play it. And so in the depths of your fear, remember one, you are not the fear, you are love. Remember that you're not abandoned or forsaken or lost, that the truth of who you are is unchangeable, that um, from like in my beliefs, like you are a child of God and that you, there's no way that fear can overtake you if you remember that. And so that's my hope for you is that you remember that always, whatever depths you are in right now, that the ultimate truth is that you are going to be more than okay. Um, Nothing can diminish that. Nothing can take away that truth. And there's peace in that knowledge. So Whatever you're going through, I I witness you, I think about you. Fear can feel very real, but it only is real when you give that power to it by thinking about it and acknowledging it. So whatever you take away from this episode, however this serves you, I hope that you remember that you are more powerful than you realize, that the future holds good things for you, that you are the creator, um, and that you don't have to bend to fear, that you can remember how powerful you are just with your God-given agency to choose how you perceive your life and to choose to look for things that make you feel peace and remember things that create peace within you. Okay, thanks for listening. I will talk to you in another episode. Bye. Hey, if you loved this episode, I think you would love my Conscious Coach membership. It's packed full of my archive trainings about the inner work, entrepreneurship, alignment, and abundance. I also drop new content for you every single month and send you a letter to your real mailbox. And I call it the magical, tactical, and practical wisdom for entrepreneurs and coaches. I send it every single month and I know you would love it. If you feel like you want this and you want to join, go to itsambersmith.com forward slash membership, and I'll see you inside.